0: This episode of Into the Wild is brought to you by Leica Sport Optics. As the world opens up and we're able to venture forth and go and explore again, it's essential that we have the kit we need so we don't leave nature hotspots disappointed. With that in mind, I cannot recommend Leica Sport Optics enough. Leica not only have a great range of optics for a wide range of uses, but they also offer finance plans to help people like me that would rather pay bit by bit. I'm currently using the Leica HD Ultravid and now I can clearly see all the birds that I am also still unable to identify. Read more about Lyca's range via their website in the write-up of this episode. And now, on with the show. Hello everyone and welcome to Into the Wild, I'm your host Ryan Dalton. As always, legends, nature nerds, thanks for clicking play on the pod. Bit of a different style episode this week, I have decided to do a COP26 special. Featuring a chat with naturalist Indy Green and PhD student Lauren Cook live at the Natural History Museum just after we completed the COP26 march, this episode is focusing on how we feel about the future of our planet. But before I go onto that chat, I just want to say a few things. It's hard to know where to start when thinking about the planet and COP26. We already know that the Earth is a complex place with a magnitude of natural systems in place to ensure that everything works and stays balanced. So when it comes to getting our head around the plans and executions of said plans to fix or stabilise the unbalanced systems we have created, or for want of a better phrase, (coughs) f***ed up, it's hardly surprising that that gives us a bit of a headache. We sit at home whilst world leaders are meeting to discuss ways to move forward, but are we ever given much hope? Words, sure, but hope, trust... And faith, that's what's key here. Hope isn't just for the planet, but for the well-being of every person on the planet. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't felt a bit sh- in the last two weeks. That I hadn't had moments of darkness because I kept thinking about empty oceans, polar regions becoming nothing but rocky surfaces, and forests around the world becoming savannah-like tundras. And on top of all that, I sit and think of the people on the front line. People in countries that are facing the harshest changes of the climate crisis. It starts to feel a bit doesn't it? But, and it's a big but, oi oi, regardless of how we feel about COP26, the talks, the words, the pledges, the targets, and the timeframes, we have to hold hope. We want to believe that these leaders want things to change. Climate activist from Uganda, Vanessa Nakate, said it herself during a speech in front of the UN last week. Vanessa said, we have been here before rightly saying that it's hard to believe these promises when previously similar targets have not been met. However, Vanessa went on to say, I'm actually here to beg you to prove us wrong. For me, that's a powerful statement because fighting for climate, nature and human justice in these current times is not about us stood there being right. It's about us drastically hoping that we're wrong. I'd be buzzing if in five years down the line, my dad could turn around and say to me, see Ryan, I told you it'd all be fixed. You shouldn't worry as much as you do son. How good would that be? So enough of me passing on my own stress to you lot, Sorry about that. Let's move on to what we know about COP26 to date, which is Friday the 12th of November, as I record this now. On last week's episode, we had a rundown of the key pledges that had been made in the first week, from halting deforestation by 2030, Ecuador expanding marine reserves, and 190 countries and organisations agreeing to end coal-fired power. There were more, of course, but for me, these pledges are simplified. It's the how and the lad. Can we do that a bit sooner that I'm interested in? A first draft of an agreement led by the UK was published on the 10th of November, which will now need to be negotiated and confirmed. This will set out the goals and aims that countries have to strive for. In this agreement, we'll see the details of the coal and fossil fuel phase out, finance commitments, and pretty much all the details of the pledges that we mentioned in last week's episode. So really, at this stage, it's hard to know what the different outcomes will be and what they will look like, but I do feel we know where we're at regardless about how we feel about that. One thing that's clear for me is that I'm not alone in all of this. Despite the fact I can sit there with my friends being like, why the are none of you worried about this? But on Saturday, the 6th of November, I joined thousands of people around the world to march and protest for climate, nature and human justice. Making my way to the Bank of England in London, I was joined by naturalist Indy Green and PhD student Lauren Cook. I won't go into detail about how we felt on the march because we grabbed the chance to have a chat after at London's Natural History Museum. But before I do go and lead you on to this short episode, I will say this. The planet is everything. Without this big, bizarre, beautiful rock, This rock layered mostly with water and patches of risen earth, of which is coated with more rocks, soil, grass, trees, mountains, ice and even more water. This rock that supports an abundance of life that is almost impossible to comprehend. Without any of that stuff, you would not be here. So please do everything you can. It's not up to us to fix it but we do hold a responsibility to challenge and force change of the systems we have in place that are jeopardising the very things we need to survive. (laughs) Lecture over. (laughs) I need a whiskey. Right, here's how we feel about COP26 with myself, Indy Green and Lauren Cook, live from London's Natural History Museum. Well, this has got to be one of the most peaceful places I've ever recorded a podcast, which is worrying because I usually record them in my own house. (laughs) So I feel like maybe I should just move in here. I don't know. Would the Natural History Museum let me do that? Lauren, you might know.
1: I mean, you could try.
0: <laughs> I think it's more class as squatting somewhere, right? rather than moving in. Well, I um, think they might put you in one of these jars, if you want to say. That's my, my worry, time. actually. That we have just seen a hyena in a box as well. All dead and specimens, I must say to the listeners. Um, welcome to this spontaneous and special episode of Into the Wild. It's been a bit of a mad week. It's been COP26. Uh, our heads have been full of targets and talks and words and God, I've got a headache from it Um, but I thought I would record a special episode today because I am sat here with um, Indy Green. That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Thank you. I should know by now (laughs) (laughs) and Lauren Cook. Hi Lauren. Hi (laughs) Ryan. How are you doing? (laughs) Um, The reason why we're sat here is because we went on the London Global Day of Action march today, uh, which there uh, are marches happening all around the world, and lots happening in the UK, to show support for the climate crisis and biodiversity crisis, and to put pressure on world leaders to, well, to put it bluntly, to fix it. But you lot know what that's all about. So we're us three on the march today. So I thought we'd do a quick podcast because we're now in. Actually, I haven't even told people where we are.
2: We're in the Natural History Museum because, Indy, you'd never been, had you? I hadn't been, and um, we were going to go bowling instead. But I much prefer this. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, oh, this is this is better than bowling. This is so much better. It's the it's honestly, less competitive. It is much well, yeah. Um, you could natural selection. What does that mean? I um, know oh,
0: what natural selection means. Ask reads. my college lecturer. I meant in um, regards to bowling and the natural um, streams.
2: You don't know. I don't, I, I no, don't you know. You panicked I'd, and said natural know. selection, didn't you? I'm <laughs> <knackered>. But uh, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is an absolute nerds paradise there's just like everything I'm so jealous of their bird head collection they've got a nightjar head in here (laughs) and like a green woodpecker head and like a whole (laughs) European roller
0: oh spoiler alert listeners I had to go down the bird section with (laughs) Indy
2: that was the first bit
0: That was straight down the birds, <laughs> so. And there was no Actual. goshawk, surprise, surprise, because I don't exist, we all know that, right. So um, I better, actually, Lauren, I better introduce you because um, you've not been on the show before. So welcome to Into the Wild. Do you want to tell people who you are and what you do?
1: Okay, Um, yeah, my name is Lauren. I am a second year PhD student at the Natural History Museum, so I've come back to my place of work.
0: (laughs) Sorry for bringing you on a busman's holiday, sorry about that.
1: Um, But I'm usually in the labs because I do like DNA based monitoring of biodiversity and I'm also an artist, so I make stop frame animations about nature. Um, so yeah those are my my two sides of personality yeah is this
0: like so where we are now we're like near the darwin center of natural history museum which is really peaceful in here which i actually quite like but is it always this quiet down this bit
1: it's usually quite quiet here to yeah. be honest the offices are all above our heads um stretches up about seven floors oh wow um and all the curators and things work up there so they have all the different specialists like there's a, the crab guy, he's in one of the offices. The crab guy? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I want to meet the crab guy.
1: <laughs> um, deep sea guy, he's up there. Um, and he's have... got no
0: eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't an ableist joke. That was a joke about deep sea animals, not really having eyes.
1: And he's got a see-through brain <laughs> yeah. as well, yeah. It's quite creepy, really. He's
0: got this weird light thing that comes off yeah. his head. We never ask him about it. he's quite conscious. <laughs> What other people Um, are there?
1: Well, because I've been doing Chinese mitten crabs. Mm. I know quite a lot of the crustacean people. Crustacean people. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's a fun place. It, it does sound fun.
0: <laughs> does sound, there's so many puns that we could be saying here. Though. Yeah.
1: The bird people are in Tring. That's the other Oh, Natural really? History They're Museum. not
0: welcomed here? No. No. Okay.
2: Sorry, Indy. Yeah. Uh, no comment. <laughs> Is there a goshawk guy yet?
1: Yeah, well, he's probably in Tring, so I would, okay. in Tring. Well, he got sent go to Tring. He go missing. Yeah. Because <laughs> Just like go- the goshawks <laughs> have. <laughs>
0: Um, let's talk about this week. Okay, um, Lauren, I'll start with you. It's been COP26. It's been fucking <laughs> mad. Like, let's just, it, it, it's gone from these world leaders meeting, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but it's gone to like, almost like this huge festival. I think Greta said it at one point. It's like this festival of words and kind of, you didn't know where to look. There's been so many promises. It's been in your face. How have you felt about it with COP going on? Have you been following it or have you been like, Screw this! I haven't got the headspace.
1: Yeah, a bit of a bit of both. Mm. Mainly the, mainly the latter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have. Yeah, I've definitely felt like there's kind of too much to be catching up with the whole time when yeah. you when you kind of have a day job to do as well. But each kind of promise that comes out of it, I'm kind of waiting to hear someone that actually knows what they're talking about like knows about nature and you know the whole um ending deforestation thing yeah i'm like that sounds amazing but like what is actually going to happen when are you going to start doing this i'm waiting for someone that i trust to say um
0: (laughs) that's a very good point yeah Yeah. i like the words i don't like the mouth they're coming out no (laughs) exactly
1: yeah so taking it with a pinch of salt Mm. but you know it's It's amazing. It seems to be going in the right direction. So yeah,
0: I I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's been watching it. You've got all these targets coming out, which I will probably do a rundown at some point. But like you said, I think um, there's been a few of the targets I think could be a few years shorter Mm. if they had tried. There was a few like I think going coal free India by 2070, which is still so far away. Mm. And you know, and and this country was saying it was going to you know get coal free, yet we're maybe opening a new coal mine. And there's all these things going on. So like you said, I think lovely words are coming out of the wrong mouths. So yeah. We need some experts promising this. Yeah. Um what about you, Indy? How have you felt in the last where are we now? So we're calling this on Saturday, so what, it's been nearly seven days of COP twenty six. How have you felt?
2: Um it seems like a big cop out to be honest.
0: Oh good. Um, He's but, first <laughs> No, I'm I'm
2: the same as Lauren really, it's hard to know it's really hard to keep up with it because it's just pretty much constant and it's again when you hear things you're never too sure what it means you never again it's just the whole trust thing I just because yeah. I don't trust any, any of them as far as I could throw them which isn't very far either <laughs> so it's um it's really hard to keep up with what's going on equally hard to feel hopeful because I think um Greta put it well quite um quite well the other day saying that it's just almost turning to like a almost like a big PR conference and yeah. just just promises just you know again these empty promises we've been hearing for so long um, but it's... I mean, it's such a massive thing. There's got to be something that's got to come out of it. And so hopefully it'll be something really good. Hopefully. I sometimes think that. I had that thought when we us three were on the march today.
0: I suddenly had this thought. was like, imagine if they <laughs> did fix it. Imagine if just everything was yeah. fine. And I thought that. Not fine, but do you know what I mean? Imagine if the targets were achieved and then some. Imagine if we did hit under 1.5 degrees. Imagine if we did start to... But imagine if we got 30% more wild spaces in England than in other countries. Well, what would we do? <laughs> We'd yeah. just be happy.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's so such like a foreign feeling. I think mm. that it's like it, it seems unfathomable that that was ever going to happen. I think that's why I have that lack of hope. Because I'm like, well, you know, climate change was warned about over a hundred years ago, or just had its hundred anniversary. Think, of its first reported thing in a paper. Oh really? Mm. Yeah. It was like this is this is a thing. This could happen. It's a hundred years later, and we're still here. Mm. So I'm always like, surely we're still going to be here in 50 years and i know that's oh, so pessimistic to say out loud yeah it's so bad i was bad. thinking
1: that when um one of the protesters were they were chanting like this isn't the last you'll be hearing of us and i was thinking amazing if it would be after yeah. like, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> oh, today. that's a but better thing to chant isn't <laughs> yeah. it like,
0: we are gonna say there's one more time yeah. <laughs> don't make me say it again but yeah. like, that's surely that's a better chant mm. i agree <laughs> You should have said that. You should have grabbed that megaphone. <laughs> Excuse me. I need to correct your chance. Yeah. Um, so we were all on the march today. We started at the Bank of England and we went to Trafalgar Square. Um, it was amazing to see so many people there. twenty. Uh, we did see that like, you saw a pair of falcon. You so pointed it out and uh, I'm sorry, Lauren, I'm going to throw you under the bus with me. We thought it was a gull. Um, <laughs> We both actually looked at Indy Green and went, "Are you sure?" Which I don't think Indy's ever been challenged on his bird idea. But there was, I think, approximately about twenty thousand people on the on the march mm. in London today, and like I said, that's happening in about three hundred places around the country. Uh, sorry, around the um, around the world. How did you feel about being on the march today, Indy? Was it kind of was it emotional? Was it kind of like oh, this is great to see or was it just nice to be part of?
2: It was nice to probably just walk around London for you, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, any excuse to get out of the house for me at the moment this is great. Um, but no, I think it's definitely it's always a really positive because the only time I've ever, ever, apart from a school trip when I was six, I think the only time I've ever been to London is for climate marches. So I've only really seen it from like a group of thousands, thousands of people all chanting exactly the (laughs) same. It's not usually like that. No, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's uh, it's always really like positive when you just see so many people. It just really enhances the fact that people actually care like a lot, a lot more than we think. Mm -hmm. Um, so, no, it was, it was really, really good. And um, I love some of the chants. It was just really, they were absolutely brilliant. There's
0: a lot of Boris.
2: <laughs> there was a lot of Boris. There was a lot of Boris, which a I think Boris. is fair. There's a lot of Boris requesting a little bit less of Boris. Yes, <laughs> yeah. in, in ways that we won't say on the uh, podcast. No, <laughs> but you probably figure it. Yeah. Um, but, no, it, it's always just really just nice and positive And mm-hmm. just everybody wants the same thing. And um, I just love reading the placards as well, to be honest. They're just really, yes. really, yeah. genuinely, really clever people and just love i just love the way people put things and um i just really love learning about it and it's just it's just it's really really nice and positive did you have a favorite
0: placard that you saw on the today's march oh and you don't have to say
2: mine but, <laughs> but yours was quite good actually i had two technically um, oh, one of my favorites i love like oceans we all rise i quite like that because oh, it's, almost, yeah, that it's was... almost got like two meanings it's mm-hmm. like obviously like the oceans are right water levels are rising and stuff but then it's almost like our power in us is rising as well and we're sort yeah. of the, the, as they're rising we're rising like almost even quicker to try and stop this from happening i, I sort of like the two meaning behind that yeah that's, that's cool. cool i like that one yeah i like that one it's nice because um, i love the sea so you it's love true. the sea I
0: good, good. The sea. i'm, I'm glad, glad you like the sea <laughs> 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 that's You've why made you made love the day. whale section yes, of the natural history <laughs> <laughs> museum we were just in for a long time um lauren how about yourself how did you feel being on the march today seeing everyone kind of walk together and walk through london
1: yeah, I think it. I mean, it's it's very heartwarming, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's amazing to be feeling like you're on the same page as everyone. Because often, you it, I don't know if you start reading and reading all the news about climate change and everything that's going on, it can feel really like, am I the only one like? I can't watch the news sometimes because yeah. it just makes me upset. And it's, yeah. Nice, yeah. It's, it's nice to be like, oh, there's so many other people that feel this way as well. Um, 20,000 of them or so. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was really cool. And also really enjoyed the placards. Your one was, was fantastic. I
0: mean, finally, someone said it. <laughs> finally. Um, did you have a, a, bar mine, Lauren, bar mine. Um, did you have a favourite placard that you um, saw?
1: The ones that jumped to my head were those, there was a trio of um, kids shows Mm. There was a, there was a Bob the Builder one that said, "Can we oh, fix yes. it?" Yes, we can. I yeah. liked that with Bob the Builder out on top of the, the the world. There was an angry pingu with a fist yeah. saying, "Yes, we all we all like the angry." <laughs> Yeah, I liked. I also liked the two-year-old child in a pillowcase that said, "You're ruining my future." Yeah, that was a good one.
0: That was. No one lifted her up as a placard, thank God. But she, she was allowed to walk around of her own accord. <laughs> you didn't mention. I thought you were going to say the tree. You saw someone dressed oh, yeah. as a tree, and then it said on it, "I'm a tree," as if it was a last attempt just before they were leaving the house. Went, ah. So people are going to know what I am. <laughs> I'll quickly write, "I'm a tree." <laughs> <laughs> um, really I think what I found inspired about on today's walk is that there was, there was so many different people there mm. like it wasn't just hipsters it wasn't just yeah. older people it wasn't just the youth it was like everyone and, and you know and there was people from different backgrounds cultures um, even religions we saw at different right. times as well different mm. communities in London different councils everyone was there and yeah okay there might be some siding on one on the political spectrum probably on the march but mm. It was like everyone had just come together, those kids, and I think that's where that gets me emotional on March is like that, when I see the kids on there, like like you said, the little like two-year-old kid walking mm. around, but then you've also got like 4 or 5 five-year-olds holding their placards and knowing what it means. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I didn't know what this meant when I was four years old. Mm. Mm. And it's so depressing that you do, but it's also nice to see us all together um, marching along, we've got one more week of COP. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it to be done. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like my exams. Mm. I don't want to sit them. I just want to know the results. Um, <laughs> I just can't stand this like waiting game. A bit like you said, Lauren. Like it's a bit like, like you just the people are setting these targets. It's like we've set them before. This is the 26th time mm. that we've set targets. And what was the last COP or the maybe the COP before? Out of 20 odd targets we failed 17 so it's just like all these things we're saying now I'm like please don't let it be an all-mouth thing so I'm really hoping it's not anyway I'm going to jump off that Mm -hmm. because I'm going down a dark trail of thought (laughs) how do you feel now you've been on the march and you've seen the gather of people and you've heard from different people today how are you feeling now going into the next week of COP26?
1: I'm feeling like there's a lot of accountability if they don't stick to their targets because (laughs) there's a lot of people watching and keeping up to it that may have sort of not really thought it was relevant to them before Mm. and kind of thought like well yeah I know climate change but it's not really going to affect me so I just need to get on with my life but actually I think I feel a bit more hopeful that there's so much pressure on governments and Mm. to do it now but yeah we have to wait and see i guess
0: everyone's so anxious aren't they i think i've been asked this question so many times so how are you feeling now and i'm like (laughs) "Hmm, (laughs) pass me that valium and then i'll tell you (laughs) um how are you feeling now indy now you've been on the march you've gone through london we've got
2: one more week of this some new targets coming out how do you feel Oh, great. Um, no, I, I mean, like like you said, it's, it was great, the march, because obviously like, there's a huge group, you know, 20,000 people. Like you say, it's such a brilliant, diverse group of people mm. from all young ages, from all backgrounds, everything, you name it, it was represented, which I think is great. Because yeah. obviously this is a global thing. It's not just, it's not going to affect a tiny group of people, which unfortunately already is, but we never hear about that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one thing that could come out of COP is actually hearing about the people who are being directly affected already, but you never really hear about it, because if any, some sort of big natural disaster happens, all you always really hear about it from the countries that you can, you can usually afford to fix it, but then you don't really hear about the smaller, poorer countries who aren't, who aren't as wealthy, who can't afford to fix it, who can't put these procedures in place to stop or prevent this from happening. And so um, that's the same word, isn't it? Stop and prevent.
0: Stop and prevent, but
2: I think it is, isn't yeah. it? I'm tired. Well, stop could uh, <laughs> be. I'm not going to start defying. I'm not the dictionary, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, no. I mean, going into the next week, um, like you say, I'm. I'm just in. I'm just going to try and pick up as many things as I can. Maybe at the end of it, and try and actually see what they are going to do and what they've said Um, but I mean like you said the world is watching them and I no matter what happens I don't think they'll be let off easily because this first week hasn't been great so yeah I mean just I I am I'm really nervous to be honest I'm really really nervous about what's going to happen because it's all about futures
0: well I think I I think all three of us out here now we share that we're nervous Mm. we're like kind of anticipation of knowing what the next targets are going to be. And as this comes out, this is actually going to come out after COP. COP will be done now. So I'm hoping that as I listen to this back, I'm happy and I'm confident. But I I agree with what you said, Lauren, is that I think there's going to be so much accountability if they're Mm -hmm. not hit. I guess if they're not starting to be hit then we need to vote in some new powers that are actually gonna mm. if i'm looking specifically in the uk or in england that we need to put some people in the power that are actually going to do it because yeah. um we can't wait anymore no. i think that's the problem it's like you know people can turn around and go well you said the polar ice caps would be gone 10 years ago it's like well they kind of are going <laughs> mm. things happen at different paces. so
2: um we need some people to start acting i um, think though like if like whatever happens if if like the Target because it probably will be targets. If even if there is action, if it isn't brilliant, I think there might hopefully be like an even (laughs) bigger, like, movement from just like the general public of just like, right, they're going to help us, we're going to do it ourselves. I think because Mm. there's such a big movement to try and get new governments to do stuff, I think and hope that there would be a massive sort of increase in people wanting to just do everything they can themselves. I think, and I hope that because I think that's sort of the vibe I'm getting the sort of anger from people. Will actually turn productive, hopefully, which I think, well, I mean, I think I'd, I would love that to happen, even mm. if, I mean, I'd preferably like some bigger change. But yeah. if, if it comes to that, I, I, I do think people will muck in. I think sometimes it is interesting if I try and talk to people
0: that aren't in the industry or engaged about it. I would like to know what their thoughts are mm. because I think we sit here now and, like, this, is, this has to be okay. But yeah. then there's a large proportion of people, for whatever reason, and it's not on their fault or blame but that are not engaged with this stuff. And may not even be aware of the challenges, just like I'm not aware of other challenges outside of the natural world. So it'd be interesting to find that out. Well, thanks very much for this quick chat, guys. Um, Shall we crack on and walk around the Natural History Museum? <laughs> I would love to. Give shop, give shop, <laughs> give shop. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, thanks very much for a sit-down chat and no talk problem. to you soon. No thanks again for listening everyone if you'd like to keep up to date with the projects and work Indy and lauren are working on then you can find their social media tags in the write-up of this episode and you can also get in touch with me at into the at gmail.com or on social media at into the pod on twitter and into the world podcast on instagram whether you just want to say hello or share some thoughts on an episode or even let me know what you want to hear about next A reminder that any views or opinions expressed in today's show belong to the person who said them and do not represent Into the Wild or anyone that we have worked with or are affiliated with. Into the Wild aims to always be a free show, however running and producing it is not free. If you'd like to support us by saying thanks and you can do so by buying me a coffee, our Ko-fi link is in the write-up of this episode. But until next time, keep well, stay safe and live the good life.